Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today on making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is the Jeff Bradbury Show, episode number 12. If you are a podcaster, speaker, author, blogger, writer, or any kind of content creator, this is the podcast for you. That's right, the Jeff Bradbury Show each and every Wednesday brings you the best in educational branding, marketing, and today is no exception. Today's show is going to be talking about the five ways that you can build your EDU brand by telling your why. I have an amazing guest on today that's not only been in education for more than 30 years, but has been a trainer, a middle school teacher, is an author. And this week, I'm so thrilled because she has just launched a brand new book with EduMatch Publishing called Defining Your Why. And I I am so thrilled to have this guest on the show today. Before we get to our interview, which is why I know you guys are here, I want to share with you guys that we are doing some amazing stuff these days over on our 90-day email marketing challenge. Head on over to buildyouredubrand.com and check out our 90-day email marketing challenge. So many people have said that their email lists are growing and improving, and if you're out there and you have been somebody who has built your EDU brand with a little help from our email marketing list. We'd like to hear from you guys. You can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast, or you can always email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Guys, one of the best ways that you can build your EDU brand is through your email list. Everybody gets an email every single day. Why not have one be from you guys? Check it out over there, our TeacherCast 90-Day Email Marketing Challenge. Take the challenge today and help grow your brand one email at a time. Also, I want to remind you guys that next week's show, we're going to be doing a, a, a follow-up, really, to this show. We talked a little bit about uh, a few seconds ago that today our author just released a book with EduMatch Publishing, and next week we're actually going to be having on the show the founder of EduMatch, our good friend Dr. Sarah Thomas is going to be on the show check out that episode. It's going to be happening next Friday. That is going to be episode number 14. Don't miss it. And of course, we drop this show every single Wednesday with bonus with bonus episodes every single Friday. So please make sure that you subscribe to this and share this with your friends. We are getting such a great response. We've only been going since the beginning of the calendar year. And I want to say thank you guys so much and a shout out to everybody who has said some amazing things on our social media, on our Twitter, on our Facebook and has also signed up for our Build Your EDU Brand Facebook page. Guys, we're almost at 100 people on that as well. Thank you guys so much for building your EDU brand with TeacherCast today and allowing me to bring TeacherCast into your classrooms. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about that whole idea of a why story. I want to know what is your why story? Why do you do the things that you're doing? Why are you building your brand through your podcast? What made you write that book? And what drives you to get up and do speaking engagements? What is making you guys go beyond that classroom? My why story is pretty much 
something I've been working on all my life. Uh, ever since I was three years old, probably even earlier than that, my parents always pushed me up onto that stage. I was performing at, 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 at family functions, performing for the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts, got into music at three years old, started performing as a viola player, turned into conducting. And, and my passion is performance. My passion is for sharing my passions with everybody. That's why I say this. At the end of all of my shows, I look at every single interaction I have with you or with my students and say, how can I be helpful? How can I inspire? How can I share a little bit of passion with you guys. And that's really why on the top of TeacherCast, it says a place for teachers to help other teachers. I think that as teachers, we're all here for one reason. And, and we talk a little bit about that reason in our interview coming up soon. And I want you guys to figure out and share with me, what is your reason? You're listening to this show because you're trying to build your EDU brand. I'd love to hear from you guys. Please reach out and tell me, what is the reasoning behind you wanting to do this? Is it to bring a little bit of income into your family? Is it because you have a passion for writing or for speaking or for drawing or for whatever it is? I really want to hear from you guys. One of the things that's important to me with this is to build a community of like-minded educators that we are all here to help and support. And I would love to hear what you guys are thinking. So please email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Don't be shy. Check us out. I love the fact that over the last month, I've been able to work with at least six or seven, I lost count at this point, different educators who have come and said, I'd like to build a brand. I recently worked with a principal this past weekend who says, I have an idea for things. Where do I go with it? And I'm looking forward to working with this principal. We've got our date coming up in a few days here to really help out how he is going to be building his EDU brand and I got to tell you, you guys are so creative and so inspiring. You are pushing me to do these shows and to create this kind of content. I want to say thank you. But before we get into all of that, I want to introduce our guest for today. My guest today is the creative learning strategist who has been trying to transform teaching and learning for more than 30 years. She's also the host of the Rethinking Learning podcast and co-author of two books. And a new book is actually coming out this week. I am so excited. I had a chance to check out a preview of it, and I am so excited to bring you guys the author of Define Your Why, Miss Barbara Bray. Barbara, welcome to the show today. How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. I love being here with you, Jeffrey. This is so great. I am so excited to have you on, not only just to share your book, but also the fact that you have been building your EDU brand for more than 30 years. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I don't know if I've been building my brand. I was just trying to <laughs> keep alive, really. Uh, for a long time, I, um, I was a well, my story started in a different story, so I can do that when I talk to you a little bit later, but um, I wasn't even in education for some time. And then when I did realize that this was my calling, I, uh, I was so passionate about it and realized that um, I could have a voice and make a difference. And I think that's something that happened uh, even in the classroom. I was different. <laughs> 
And I think that's the story for a lot of people who are out there listening. Yeah. They started off as a classroom teacher, they got out of college, and then they realized they have a voice. And that voice could be in writing, that voice could be in podcasting or speaking or or just helping others, something you know, philanthropic here. How did you find that you actually had a voice? And, and, and what did you do once you realized, no, I, I have something to say in this world? Well... I- as a teacher, I was different. I, you know, I did social studies and early man in Oakland School District. And I have to say, when you work with sixth graders, who um, some of them told me they would sleep in the bathtub to mm. be safe, I was thinking, what do they care about early man unless I make it relevant and personal? And so I did things like make the personal caves under the desk. And there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of stuff going on in the in my classrooms and other teachers didn't understand it. Um, And so what happened is the district said, you know what you're doing? We need to let other people know. And so they brought me downtown and I started being a train, you know, a teacher trainer. um, And that was some time ago before all the technology, but I was using technology, whatever I could find then. And when was this? In the uh, early 80s, well, the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, I, I mean, I've been around a long time. <laughs> so, what, got, what got you into teaching? Um, well, I started in a different career. I was a dental hygienist. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's a whole different story. Uh, um, and I started teaching dental hygiene and really realized I loved that. Then I started working in my kids' school, loved that. And then I decided to go back and become a teacher because it's what I really love. I mean, it's a lot. I wrote it all in my, I have a book coming out on, like you said, Define Your Why. And I did tell that story, but it is hard um, for me. Uh, At that time, I didn't want to leave something that I was, had invested a lot of time in. And so when you, when you do find your passion, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start telling my story was when you're passionate about something, it catches on fire. People start listening. You know, that is so true. And, and what I'm finding over the last two months of doing this show, uh, very, uh, that's a very strong and personal thing that you just said, telling your stories, sharing things. And I'm so thrilled that this week you've launched telling your why what what do you mean by the way when it says tell your why what what is the why well it's define your why because you can tell it but you my main thing was you need to really understand what your why is and the subtitle is own your story so you can live and learn on purpose what happened um for a lot of people they don't even know their story and, and and then, you know, what I found is that when you can define that, whatever it is you're passionate about, and you start sharing that, it changes you. And that's why I brought in a lot of different people to share their stories, because I, I knew mine, and I knew it made it some difference for some people, but so many others had amazing stories, just like you with the podcast. Well, is, yeah. it, is it tough to find your why when you're in the middle of living it? Yeah, I think sometimes, well, let me just tell you what happened when I started doing some of the activities and working with some teachers and I'll start talking to them about telling their story. 
a few of them will start crying because they realize they weren't living their life the way they should. They were living it as it happens. They weren't happy. They didn't see any choice that they could make that and to make any changes, but they could. And it opened a door and some I could just see the lights going on. And that's that's why I have to do this. Well, what are the components of defining our why? I would assume that it's where have you been, but I would assume there's also that component of where are you going and where are you now? Yes. Um, well, it's it's more than that. Um, do you do you want to talk about one of the activities well, or let's let's get into that in a, in, in a little bit because we're, we're, we are going to yeah. be sitting there we're going to break down everything here as we talk about you know the five five ways to do all of this stuff but I, I i just you know so many people who are out there are trying to find their voice and i've had a lot of people over the last six or seven weeks or so email me and going you know not only is it great to hear the stories of all these people that we're bringing on but we're we're figuring out what is their backstory how did they learn how their why is how did they learn how to start yeah. to define themselves and so many people who are listening to this show are just beginning to get onto that stage and 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 be storytellers and 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 let's let's start there for a second the importance of not being a a speaker but being a storyteller i i i believe that when we're out there doing it whether it be a podcast a a, a writing author it's all about being able to be a good storyteller mhm well that's I just finished going through the TED Masterclass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm try. I want to do a TED Talk, and um, one of the things they had us do was come up with a through line, and a through line to help you understand what your story is. And I loved that because it made me really rethink what my story was, and what came out of it was that I was renting other people's stories and not living my own. And that's what happens with a lot of people. They they go into a profession or they go into something or they get a job because, you know, someone else pointed them that way or the money was good and they don't want to leave or um, they might even get in a marriage that's not healthy. You know, there might be some things that are happening in their life, but they never really think about it until you start um, talking about what they're feeling, what's going on with you. Um, are you finding when someone tells me they're not happy and but they don't see any reason they don't see any way they can change it <laughs> i i i want them to tell me more and like i i mentioned to you before we started that some of the um in some of my workshops when we do go deep like this around their stories some people all of a sudden have this aha moment and start crying because they had no idea that they could change. And it could be just a little bit. It could be, um, for some people, some teachers tell me they can't leave a situation that's just so unhealthy and so awful for them. I've had some teachers even tell me some things that scared me that Mm. they might want to hurt themselves. And uh, I, and I have coaching background. I have cognitive coaching background. So I tried, but I'm not a therapist and um, I have referred people out for uh, that have had, you know, some troubling issues. But this particular, there was one particular person that said some things to me and I had to pull her 
away from the group and just sit down and really listen. And I think that's one of the things that I found is if someone really listens to you and really hears you and then tells you what the feelings they're feeling from you, all of a sudden it opens up. Today we're going to talk all about the five ways that you out there listening can build your brand by telling your story, by defining your why, by sharing who you are with that world. Barbara, tell us what the first way that we can do that. How do we really start to make a mark by defining what our whys are? Well, we just talked a little bit about our sharing your backstory. We need to know who you are. We need to know a little more about you. And um, the idea of sharing your backstory means that you tell, you know, not only, you know, um, where you came from and, you know, what's happening with you, but what are you feeling in your life right now? What's going on? And um, in my book, I share what my backstory was, is that I was renting my counselor story who told me to go into dental hygiene mm-hmm. <laughs> and this would be great for you. So I did. And I, and it's a great field. And I had no idea that, um, I wasn't happy. I didn't, I, I just kept doing it, especially when my children were born. And it was a great, it's a great career because you can work part time and raise your family. But when I started teaching dental hygiene and started working in my children's school, there was something that was, it wasn't my heart. It mm. wasn't, you know what I mean? And so I was crying behind my mask <laughs> you know, and didn't know it. And um, when I had talked to some people on my podcast and in the workshops who were telling me they could not change, I was thinking they're doing the same thing. They're crying behind their smile. We have to keep smiling and being happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like finding out what it is about you that you will make you the person that you could be, the best you could be. And some people are just like, we just go on living. We just do what we have to do and we do it every day, but we don't even know we can change. So that's the backstory. And and how do we do that, right? Let's say that we're speakers. Let's say we're podcasters, authors, bloggers, whatever. Do we start every podcast by saying, here's my backstory? Do we write a really nice about page? Do we start every keynote address by having our first 15 slides be our life's history? How do we start with sharing our backstory? Well, I think, I don't think everyone will, will do it that way. Um, Cause what I've done in my podcast is try to find you know, how you grew up, what are some of the things? And then some people will say, you know, I've never told anyone this. Mm. And I'll go, stop, pause. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting this up on the internet. Are you sure you want to tell it now? And I've had some people tell me some stories that they've never told anyone else. Um, But it was like relief. uh, Relief, it's like they want to tell it. It's So I think the story has to come from your heart. You just don't plan to be get up there and tell a, a story that is um, could compromise you or compromise someone else. You have to really just, it's like you want to touch your audience's heart because it's your heart that you're letting, you know, letting people in. Does that make sense? It does. And and I see this so many times with podcasters where they put up a, a wall and they try to be, you know, Mr. Microphone and hey, how you doing? Yeah. And the more that I was getting into your book over the last couple of days, you know, it hits home of 
my first five or six years, you put up that, you know, that I am the Google trainer, I am the Microsoft, whatever, like you put up that, that false wall of just notice you, notice me, I would say. And, and Mm -hmm. it takes a while for anybody to figure all of that stuff out. I, I think for any teacher, you know, the first couple of years that they're teaching, you have to put that wall up because, you know, at least in my state of New Jersey, it takes a couple of years to get tenure. So you kind of have to put on that here I am even, you know, you don't want to admit that you're looking for help in some things. Right. So I think it's just hard for anybody to kind of crack that wall when you're supposed to be, I don't want to say it's Mr. Tough podcaster, but you know, it's, it, it takes a while or so just kind of ease yourself in and kind of feel for your belongings and feel for your surroundings. The only thing that I would say a little different about that is that because I did that, I put up a wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't let anyone in for a long time. But when I let people know who I am and and um, and let people also share their stories, it changes the relationships you have. I did that with my kids. I mean, yeah. I, I found that if you're not really open and honest and show your vulnerabilities and that you've even made some mistakes, you went down some paths that didn't work, mm-hmm. they can connect with you because they're going to do that. And it happens. Um, a mm-hmm. quick story on my end, because clearly this podcast is turning into therapy for the podcaster, right? But, <laughs> you know, in my world, and, and many of you guys know this, know my story here, I'm driving almost three hours to get to my job in Connecticut right now. And I teach middle school. And the other day I had a a student ask me the same question that many other teachers have asked me, which is, why are you doing this? Like, why are you driving three hours to come and teach us? And I could have said something like, because I like it here, which is of course true. But I actually felt I, I kind of I kind of really let my guard down on this student, whether it was the right thing to do or not. And I looked at him and I said, do you plan on getting married one day? And he goes, yeah. I said, do you plan on having kids? He goes, yeah. And I said, would you do anything for those people? And he goes, yeah. I said, that's why I drive three hours to get to work. And you could just tell he looked at me. He's like, I get it. Like you're doing this because you're supporting your He's like, I totally get it. Now let's go out and have a good time. And we, you know, we're, we're doing broadcasting and stuff together like that. And your second part about telling your why is start with it. Start with that why instead of with the what or with the how. Okay, so I was doing for so many years uh, as a professional developer Mm-hmm. I was I was putting everything together on this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. And in Oakland and um, as part of a grant, I was part of the core values grant. It was a five year grant and we were told to go in and they would technology in the classrooms and we would go and work in the classrooms. And and I remember looking at a at one teacher who had black plastic bags over the computers and I thought, well, that's interesting. I guess she's trying to keep the dust off. So I asked her about him, and she said, you know, Barbara, if I don't see him, I don't have to use him. And I, and I thought, I'm pushing something on this person who doesn't have any reason why she should use him. She's told there's top-down information and that I was a professional developer doing that. I, had, I didn't build that relationship with the teachers to get them to want or be motivated to want to use technology. They, they were just told they had to do it. And there was, so there wasn't that 
feeling. So we, we changed the whole program to make it so we we became more like a family we'd have retreats and get together and we'd show them strategies but we talk about the why and that made sense with me for everything i was doing and and that's something that we talk about a lot here on our tech coaching show if you can't just walk into a pd and say here's a google doc do something you always have to ask what are you doing in your classroom and, and why is this important okay now here's the technology here's here's mm-hmm. the reason through but you you have to show people why something exists or why something is important to get you know like is it called just buying into the concept or buying into the strategy here well, that's the problem is that we were taught that way. As, you know, as teachers in school, we were told to do certain things and, and um, we were the sage on the stage and, and people were supposed to follow our orders. Well, when I started getting into more of the personalized learning um, component, looking at developing learner-centered, and that's the way it always worked. It was always about the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that one of the things that we needed to do is have some conversations first about what this means to, and how this will impact your teaching practice, how this will impact you if you do change your, you know, what you're doing. If you start bringing in technology or you try this other initiative, you know, it's, it's, it, they kept telling me it's one more thing they keep throwing on my plate mm-hmm. and they, they needed to have Instead of someone holding their hand, which what I was, I, I was doing that, was holding their hand, showing them how to do things. I wasn't giving them that f- time to really figure out why they would change. And what happens when you did? Oh, it was, we still had some people that resisted. Of course. Which, of course. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is that it had to come from them. It's like kids. You can't just force feed them information. Yeah. They have to want to learn. And so it changed. It's you know, so I've done some podcasts with uh, different um, amazing people, and uh, I was thinking that the a recent one was Ramsey Muslim, who um, talked about sparking curiosity by leaving a gap, an information gap, so they get curious to want to learn more. And I love that. I love that idea because. We're constantly feeding them so much information. We'll put all the information up and we wonder why they get so bored. Why, you know, but I think we do that to ourselves. I mean, you know, as teachers, we're told that we need to be focused on the swab at students will be able to. And I would love to one day do a PD where we say, let's not worry about that, but let's change that to students will get interested in. And then we can think about the we'll be able to. But if you're not interested in learning algebra, then you're never going to be able to do, you know, it's a wrong way of putting it. But you got to get them passionate about something. I, I firmly believe that as as content creators and as tech coaches and as podcasters and as parents, we only have one job in this world and it's to inspire. It's the only thing that we're here for. Now, how do we do that is a completely different ball game, But. If we're not out here trying to inspire people, I, it, the world doesn't move, it seems. Well, it's interesting that you said that about inspiration. Uh, to me, um, that's why I started my podcast. I, I said I needed the stories. Yeah. It was, I, 
I didn't understand that I was listening to some podcasts and, and everyone does a wonderful job in their what, what in the direction, but I felt that I needed to really go deeper with the stories. And when I started finding out um, that someone who I know known a long time is actually dyslexic or mm. someone it was going to be an FBI agent <laughs> or someone, you know, they tell me stories and these are people I've known for years. And I go, whoa, so what changed? And then we get in these really deep conversations that we need to do with our kids. We, we just can't just say um, student A and student B are going to do this. And we need to personalize this and build that relationship with them so we really get to know them before we start throwing content at them. In fact, we shouldn't throw content. We should let them play with it. That, those aren't always easy things to do in, in the world that teachers live in, though. I know. But, but, but I think that we can change some things. We, even if it's only one thing, take one. I mean, I've, I've worked in other uh, areas of the country and in other countries that, where they're experimenting with passion projects. And they're doing, um, it, it, I was in New Zealand and, they, and one, of the, one school had learner licenses. The kids had to demonstrate that they could own and drive their learning. And so they were they were able to go anywhere in the school and work on their own. And so to me, it's like, why? Who said that we have to keep it everything the same if the kids are all so different now? Well, that brings us into our third thing here. You found a word that basically sums up getting people to figure out why they love something, why they're inspired and, and really what, what drives them. What is this word that we need to be thinking about when we're trying to build our EDU brand by defining our whys? <laughs> yes. I, see, I better pronounce I, it for you. See what it's I did called, there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called Ikigai. I-K-I-G-A-I. It means it's a Japanese concept for the meaning of life. And in Japan, there's no word for retirement. They feel that you have to have purpose so you don't get out of bed every day. And so it has four elements. It's what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs. And I changed the last one to what your value is, what you value mm. and what you're valued for. And so I take that Ikigai um, diagram and really have people think about what do you really love? And what are you good at? And then talk about those two and where they intersect. And what are you doing now about it? And then what the world needs. And I'm going to talk about that next. But how can you combine some of these to really figure out that icky guy so you feel like you have a purposeful and meaningful life? It, that, seems, it seems like some of these things you're able to find on your own. And some of these things you might end up needing other people to point out about yourself to you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. You know, I fly all over and I've, I've sat down next to the psychologist and I mentioned some things and she brought she started doing therapy on me. <laughs> And it was really interesting. She she actually made a, a, a took a paper plate and she made an intersection, which is similar to Ikigai, but goes a little deeper and had me find eight people in my life that mean a lot to me and write down their characteristics. Hmm. And what is it about these people that 
made you, you know, that you want them in your life and what's really special about them. And we talked about that for a long time. And then she said, pick one of them. Is that, what is one of, and I can't, I'm not going to tell you who that is, but you know, the main thing was what are the characteristics in that person that you'd like and that you don't feel like you have right now? And how would you do it? And, and so everywhere I go, I'm finding all these new ways that people are approaching it's social emotional learning for us you know it's our own way of self-care in trying to find who we are but what we what we find we can model for our kids say that one more time that was so important to hear both as a podcaster and as a parent if we can model what we do to find out who we are and our why then we can share that and model that for our kids because they, we can't just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk and we have to show them that we went through this and we have to show them all the things that didn't work also. And that not only works with our kids, that works on our platforms, that works mm-hmm. in our, in our, uh, in our classrooms. And, and just to bring the therapy back my way, I mean, I made a really conscious decision this year of going into a new school, teaching technology, teaching broadcasting. And, and the decision was, do you hide who you are or do you start off the year by going, all right, guys, welcome to class. Open up my website. Yep. Here's all the great stuff that I've done. Now let's do this together. And there's a way of doing it. I didn't, I didn't do it exactly that way, but you know, there's, there's a reason why I, I did that. I want my students to know that, yes, I do podcasting. I do broadcasting. I've worked with these companies. I've done all this stuff. Now who wants to join me and build a broadcasting program in the middle school? And I think it's the same thing. Going back to the orchestra position, it's important for the kids to know that you are a conductor and that you play mm-hmm. gigs and you are this and you're that. And and that's why it's important to, to practice at night because you can... All, Barbara, I'm, just like most of my guests, I'm going to invoice with the, with the, you know, obviously that there's a, there's a therapy charge after all this stuff, right? But, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, but using these different concepts here is so important. And that's one of the reasons why once everybody gets done listening to this podcast, I urge you guys to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you do and download and subscribe to Rethinking Learning Podcast featuring our wonderful friend here, Barbara Bray. Tell us a little bit about the podcast. You guys are up to almost 100 episodes. Well, um, <laughs> I have like 10 more I'm starting to work on. <laughs> My problem is, is that um, I love this so much. Mm. I, 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 there's so many people I want to just learn more about. And so um, some of the people, like you just mentioned something about a podcast. I just, I just inter- interviewed uh, Jennifer Apple, who is mm-hmm. her husband is Hans Apple, yep. and they have a student podcast in their middle school. And they took me around their whole. Sc- they took me around the innovation center right after we finished, just to see how they do it. So it's it. it, it there's things going on in schools and in in um, people's lives that we just need to know about, and that's why I do what I do. I and I took twenty. Well, I asked people if they'd like to share stories in my book and 26 people did uh, share their stories of their why and how they got there. So to me, I'm just very lucky, Jeff. (laughs) Very lucky. 
I want to ask you the question that I ask of all the podcasters that come on this show. If I listen to episode one through five and I listen to episodes 80 through 90, how has your <laughs> podcast changed? How have you changed as a host, as a teller of your own why? How have you evolved as a storyteller and as a, as a, you know, as a podcaster? Well, I've learned a lot. Um, I just remember Thomas, Tom Murray, he kept saying my name. Because, yes, Barbara, I love what you're, you're saying. And he kept saying it. And I went, oh, I have to do that. You know, it was like that. And then I, I remember some others which would tell me some things. And then I go, I have to listen better. I was sometimes writing why they were doing it, And then I'd come back and I wasn't listening as much. And I realized my listening skills had to improve. So um, I'm, I feel I'm much better than I was. In fact, um, some of my first ones, I want to bring them back because they're so amazing. <laughs> and, and I feel like we can go deeper. You certainly have a passion for telling stories. You certainly have a passion for writing. Your books are amazing. Again, don't forget to check out everything from EduMatch Publishing. And the book is, of course, out right now as you guys are listening to this. It's called Define Your Why. Barbara, where can we pick up this book and where can we learn more about it? Well, it is just up on Amazon. And uh, Sarah Thomas is the publisher at EduMatch. And she's... Um, Right now, trying to get it up on Edge of Match, so it will be up there. Plus, I put some links. I gave you some links. I'm I'm put up guiding questions and resources on my website. There, all I have ten chapters. There's twelve chapters in my book. I'm trying to get it all done so everybody that reads can have digital resources. Plus, I have another site I'm making with more digital resources so they can download charts and things like that. You can head on over to Barbara Bray, B-R-A-Y dot net. And of course, all the links, as Barbara mentioned, is going to be on our show notes. This is episode 12 of the Jeff Bradbury Show. And, you know, all of this is wrapping around to really what you say the fourth reason for building our brands through telling our why story. That's aligning our passions with what the world needs. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that is... Um I can't remember if it's chapter 10 now, I think, or chapter, chapter 9. It is about, um, yeah, <laughs> I, oh, okay. Nine. Nine. Oh, yeah, you know better than I do now. Um, what I found is I, I started doing work around the UN um, Sustainable Development Goals, mm -hmm. and I'm a Teach SDGs ambassador. I wanted to learn more because I found that our kids are part of the world and they need to be digital citizens. And one way is they can now, because of all the resources that are out there through the UN and, and other um, uh, opportunities, they can now look globally and act locally. And it's amazing how you can just take one of your lessons and change it by bringing in some activities. And you can even collaborate with other um, schools and, and kids around the world. And, and the reason why I say that is that we're, we tend to be isolated in our classroom and our kids don't usually get to talk to kids in other places. And as soon as I started... Um, opening my world with social media and connecting with people around the world and then going to visit some, which was really wonderful. I found that it changed me. 
it really changed me. I thought everyone was like us. Every, you know, and then when you, if the kids can have these opportunities too, and and you can share what it's like when you um, open up and you collaborate with other teachers or do some things on social media, it does help you become a better storyteller, really. And storytelling, of course, opens up so many opportunities and so many doors because you're more vulnerable with yourself. That's right. And, and, that, and that brings us into that fifth thing that we're going to talk about today with being the chief storyteller of ourselves, being that chief storyteller of both the you and the why. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is back to my through line. I wasn't living my life. I thought this was what I should do. Um, I was in hygiene too long. I was working in a system that I, I didn't want to do. I, and, and what I found out as soon as I found out that what stories were my thing and <laughs> my passion, I, uh, I put myself out there. I took a chance. I got up on the ISTE stage and did an ignite. And that was before I did my podcast all on stories. And I did such a terrible job, but I didn't care. I got up there. I was reading. Some people said you could see my hands shaking and everything in front of, I think 6,000 people. I was like, ah, um, but I did it. And I think what happens is if you put yourself and take some chances to do some way to find out what your passion is and share it, you'll be surprised who wants to go be on board with you. It, it's amazing. Barbara, you've got an amazing story to share. Where do you see Barbara in the next couple of years? Where do you hope that your podcast, that your stories, what, what do you hope to connect with over the next few years? Oh, well, I, I like I said, I have like 20 people wanting to sign up. So <laughs> I have to, in fact, you, I hope, get you on my show. Be my honor. Um, and I uh, talked to uh, Sarah about doing a children's book around the why. Really? Yeah. And because um, little Barbara, I, there's an activity where you write a letter to your younger self. And I thought, wow, that could be a book. That, that whole idea could be because uh, I I loved poetry and I loved writing when I was young. I even wrote two poetry books when I was in college. Oh, yeah. So I forgot to even write that in the book. <laughs> so, you know, but it's like I didn't know how much I loved it. So I hope I write some more. I want to do I hope I get accepted for TED Talk. <laughs> but if I because I, I did my pitch and the, I'll tell you real funny, I put my computer up on the piano and the outside the door and I, the window was the front of my house. And I gave my whole speech and right at the end, there were 20 turkeys walking by <laughs> in front of my window. And I'm, I just I had been doing so many practices. I thought, no, I'm not going to stop. I'll just smile at my audience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to gobble by. <laughs> I, I know that feeling very often when I'm sitting here doing the podcast, my three turkeys decide to walk by and, and wave to the guests in the camera. <laughs> oh, they're not turkeys. <laughs> I know what you mean. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the website is barbarabray.net. The podcast is amazing. You can, of course, check everything out over at barbarabray.net slash podcasts. The book is called Define Your Why. Barbara, I promise you this is the first time we're having you on this show. I would love to have you come back and do a long form with this. Maybe we'll even bring other podcasters, educators, speakers coming on to talk about how really these are some of the most important topics of what we can do here as brand builders, platform builders, 
I mean, if I could sum this whole show today up in one word, it would, it'd be vulnerability. Getting mm. vulnerable out there, putting down that wall, as you mentioned it, and, and really sharing a little bit more of yourself with your audience. And and I'll tell you, like, like I've said it a couple of times today, that is completely changed this podcast that we're on right now that's completely changed what we're doing in teacher cast and if that resonates for you out there we would love to hear one of your stories please feel free to reach out to us on twitter at TeacherCast, or you can always email us your story at feedback at teachercast.net we would love to have you and your stories be featured and please take a moment and check out barbara's book it is absolutely amazing i can't wait to finish it off this weekend i'm so glad that we happen to have an extended week weekend together right now because we're recording this on the 15th of February. Um, but Barbara, congratulations on all the success and, you know, good luck with everything that's coming up. Please come back and share your passions with us sometime soon. Oh, I would love it. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It absolutely, please. Our pleasure, our honor, and I'm so happy that we ran into each other recently at a conference. I always say, if you know, you when you guys when you go to these conferences meet everybody, talk to everybody, say hello. And I think that's how you and I met. I just saw you and I, I wanted to come up and say hello. I think that's kind of how it went. And we just, we struck up a conversation. And right. so get yourself out there, get to these different conferences, get a chance to meet each other. You never know who your next BFF is going to be. And... <laughs> We love to have you guys join us for that story. Don't forget that the Jeff Bradbury Show drops every single Tuesday with bonus episodes, often on Fridays. And we would love to have you guys check out everything that we're doing here on our 90-day challenge. If you guys are looking to build your email list, we've also got that for you. And, of course, we want to say one last time... Thank you to Barbara and for everybody for making the Jeff Bradbury Show part of your professional development. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions on your platforms. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.